Welcome to episode 109 of Drew's Sports Crew here on this Monday night. Myself, Drew Skyberg, bringing you the news in the sports world, more specifically the Wisconsin sports world. You know, the weather today, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, we're talking mid-60s, supposed to be in the mid to high 70s on Wednesday, and it's April 10th. I'm feel It's feeling good. It's great. Milwaukee days this Friday, 414 day too. So just an exciting week here in the city of Milwaukee. Um, and also, right, I mean, the, the Brew Crew is 7-2 to start the year. They crack my top 10 of the power rankings. They'll be out tomorrow. But um, also, right, playoffs are starting up for basketball. Playing starts, and we're going to be seeing the Milwaukee Bucks um, playing who whoever they play right now I'll, I'll go through my prediction on that later in this episode but um otherwise yeah myself just got back here again um is that the brewer game this past saturday um might go to an admiral's game this friday you know a lot, a lot of sports here in in the state and really looking forward to it but otherwise announcements before we start um looking at scheduling Tonight, I'm bringing you episode 109. Tomorrow, 4.15, you bet, Journey Million is back. Episode 72. And again, that'll be Zach Rouse, Jared Vlesky, myself, Drew Skyberg on tomorrow night. And then Friday morning, we'll be previewing a slate of DFS for Major League Baseball. It'll be a lot of fun. It was exciting to make last. I actually made a higher lower last week. So we'll see what I'm feeling. Made the higher lower through Fantasia again. That's like your classic over-under. You choose four or five lines. You actually compete then against other people. So it's really about looking for value. You're, you're using fantasy points. So thinking it's still in the DFS setting, but we're just trying to find value in that aspect, but still we're taking the best players, right? We still are taking the players with the best value, players who we like in a normal DFS setting, just going to apply it to the higher lower. So that's what's going on this week. Again, thank you to Point Brewery for that episode. They'll be... They'll be bringing me some root beer, so looking forward to that. But um, going through it, where should we start? Milwaukee Brewers, Milwaukee Bucks. Let's go to the Milwaukee Bucks to start. And mainly we're going to be focusing on what is going on for the NBA playoffs. Right? I mean, the Bucks wrap up the regular season. These last two games didn't matter. So, um, you know, when, when Lindell Wigginton's your, your leading scorer the last two games – you, you know the game was probably a meaningless game, right? And and not to discredit Wigington, right, gets signed back to the team and has a you know good end of the year in the minutes he's had. But um, he doesn't get minutes unless, right, there's some minute restrictions, back-to-backs. But it's good to see. And then we also saw Bobby Portis get named um, Player of the Week in the Eastern Conference. But, you know, losing those last two games, no biggie for the Bucks. Still finished 58-24. and 24. Best record in all of basketball, right? Isn't that, isn't that crazy? You know, the Bucks have just been this dynasty that's rolling, and not many are talking about it, right? I mean, it's it's tough to do what Milwaukee's done. I saw actually a quote from like Anthony Edwards a few days ago talking about like just crediting like, right? I mean, whether the, like the culture of the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, and and how that's kind of attributed to their success. I think that was really powerful stuff. But the they're looking at the playoff racket. Right, I mean the play-ins this week, and I, I broke it down last week. I actually said it incorrectly the first time. I corrected myself the second time. But what we're looking at is um, right with the play-in. 
Um, here it is. So, right, seven, the seven and eight play, the winner of that gets the seven seed, but then the loser of the seven eight game goes to play the winner of the nine and ten game, and the the winner of that game then goes to the eight seed. So basically, um, it's double elimination for the seven eight. So like they like if they lose once, win the second time, they get in. But then single if you lose for Toronto Chicago once, you're out. Basically, so some one of them they have to go two and zero to advance. Ideally, if you're the Milwaukee Bucks, you obviously want Toronto or Chicago. You preferably want Chicago to be Toronto. You want to play the Bulls, right? The Bulls would be the most ideal situation, and we'd want the Bulls then to be either Miami or Atlanta, right? I'd be fine with Atlanta. I mean, the worst case is you get Miami. You don't want Miami or Toronto. I'd be fine with Toronto and Atlanta both finish 41 and 41. I think you beat all four of these teams in a, in a series. It's just a matter of which one will be more difficult. I like the Bucks and even the, like of course in the in the semis too against a team like Cleveland or New York. I, I like them in both of those in a seven game set. It just really gets the conference finals, right? I mean, Philly or Boston are going to be your hardest opponents. So you you you're rooting for Boston to get upset. You're rooting for Philly um, to maybe get upset too. But Philly, like you'd prefer to face Philly over Boston, of course. As as sweet as it would be to you know, knock Boston out, you don't want to face Boston, in my opinion. But again, I, I was talking about how messy the West was. Our, our, um, it's cleared up a little in a week. I did say Sacramento and Golden State was going to be that series. I did say last week, if that was the series, Golden State, although the sixth seed, it was going to be favored. And the three seed was going to be the underdog, which was Sacramento. And I was, in fact, 100% right. Sacramento is the underdog as the three seed in a, in a full series, seven-game series. With home field advantage, kind of kind of crazy, but I mean, I saw they were one point favorites at home against Golden State, but really, I mean, Golden State's heavily favored. Golden State's even a team that people have like making potentially the conference finals, right? Um, a lot of people are saying this is Denver's year. Um, it looks like Phoenix is Paul George is going to be sidelined for a few games here. It might even be the whole first round potentially, and that's the four and the five is Phoenix Clippers. That was a series many were looking forward to. So now to keep you in the loop, kind of looking at where the Bucks could be, you know, if they make the finals, if we want to, you know, just kind of preview that far, right? I mean, Phoenix was a team many were predicting go on a run and make it as a four seed because of that the midseason acquisition of Kevin Durant. But and it's looking it's looking even better, right? If Paul George unfortunately is going to be out for some games here this whole series. Could be a nice, nice start for Phoenix. It's just how are they going to fare against Denver in that second round? Because I, I suspect Denver is going to beat New Orleans, OKC, or if they even get there, the Lakers or the T Wolves, Timberwolves. Um, I, I like Denver in that series against either squad. I do think if the if a two C were to get upset, right? I mean, obviously we Boston or Memphis. I would go Memphis. I think out of the ones and twos, Memphis is the most susceptible to an upset and then it'd be Sacramento just because they Golden state series, but I'm rooting for Sacramento in that series. I don't know about you all, but I think it'd be really cool. Sacramento prove some people wrong, have their best season in like 20 years, make the playoffs as a three seed. It'd be pretty cool. There are two wins away from 50 as well. I don't know. I'm rooting for Sacramento um, in that, but yeah, if you want to hear my playoff predictions, I'll give them to you right now. So I got – all right, so it goes 
Milwaukee beating, um, for the sake of it, I might have Milwaukee beating Chicago. That's what I want to happen there. And then I also have I have Boston and Miami in a series then. So that's like the play-in on the east side. And then with that, I'll, I'll give you my east, and I'll give you the west, and I'll give you the finals. Right. So it's then Milwaukee in that against Chicago. I have Milwaukee winning that series. I have Cleveland, New York. I have... I do have Cleveland winning that. That's like a toss-up for people. I got Cleveland in that in that series. Six or seven games, of course. I have Philly beating Brooklyn, and I have Boston beating Miami. We go to the, se- the semis. I have Milwaukee beating Cleveland, and then it gets interesting. I do have Boston beating Philly, unfortunately. And then I do have Milwaukee beating Boston, so I do have Milwaukee in the finals this year. Um. And yeah, it's gonna to be tough picking who who wins it, but well, let's go to the West. The West is again New Orleans, OKC in that play in, and Lakers, Minnesota. So I have Lakers getting that seven seed, and then I do have Minnesota um, playing the winner of New Orleans, OKC. I have New Orleans winning that. I have Minnesota. Although what's going on with that team, I do have Minnesota going the eight seed, and I do have Lakers as the seven. And then I do have the following. I have Denver beating, again, Minnesota. I have Phoenix over the Clippers. It's three and six. So what am I going to do? I want I, I want to take Sacramento. I'll say Sacramento in this one. I'll say it goes seven. It'll be a fun series. And then here is where I'm thinking. Call me crazy upset-wise. I got Lakers over Memphis. Lakers over Memphis in six or seven is where I go upset crazy. Um, what I'm rooting for is, which I'm afraid this might be the case for Sacramento. I do. I would want Sacramento then to beat the Lakers in that series, and I would have Sacramento in the conference finals. You know, everyone's doubting them out. What if Sacramento proves me wrong, make the conference finals? I want to compare it to that year when Trey Young made it to the conference finals, right? Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks make it. And I'm not, I'm not saying it would be set. This is a fluke year for Sacramento, but, you know, it was that one year where they, they played phenomenal in the playoffs and, you know, people get extensions and then McMillan gets fired, right? I mean, it could be one of those one-year things, right? One year of the conference finals when, and they played the Bucks tough that series. So I'd want Sacramento there, Phoenix, Denver. That See, this is where it gets tough. It's like, do you take Phoenix? Do you take the, the one seed in Denver? Do you take Phoenix? I'm going to go Phoenix. I'll go Milwaukee Phoenix Finals rematch again. Would be cool if Milwaukee won it again. I think so. Um, so that's where I'd have my bracket. I think it'd be a six-game series, Bucks, Bucks and six. That'd be like that. Sound casual at all? But like how this Bucks team's performed this year without, with, with Chris Middleton not being 100 healthy. I feel like this is one of those years where you know I know the Bucks have like had those years where they win 60 plus games and falter. But honestly, this Bucks team's just been like the smooth ceiling, like this smooth like roller coaster, right? It hasn't had any ups or downs. It's been just smooth. There's they're coasting, right? That's how they've done this year. Um, they've like they lose a couple, like they lose like one or two games in a stretch, and they'll just bounce back, win five or six in a row. They've been really consistent, and I feel like they're a team that in the playoffs, you know, they get one loss, you know, makes a series two one, whatever. You know they're gonna they'll be just fine. So I, I feel like that's from this Bucks team what we haven't had in years past. Again, a more veteran team too. But I, I feel pretty good about the Bucks winning all this year. 
um, which maybe I shouldn't feel that good, but how the Bucks have performed this year, they haven't really, you know, struggled against an opponent throughout the year. You know, I know Boston, kind of an exception, but like they played well at home. They played pretty well on the road. So there's my there's my playoff preview. Having again a Bucks Phoenix rematch. There's some surprises though in there. Lakers upsetting Memphis, Sacramento, the conference finals in the West, the East. The surprise is Chicago going to the eighth seed, winning two games to play in. I feel like otherwise, like a surprise you could have is like that five four upset, but like I don't see Brooklyn beating Philly. I don't see it. So that's where I'm at. There's the playoff talk, and I'm 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 looking forward to it. Playoffs are fun. Basketball's fun. It'll be fun. Playing again starts tomorrow, eleven April eleventh through April fourteenth. Okay, let's go to the Brewers. They're seven and two right now. Is the story? We talked all about the rookies, right? This year, this year, um, or so far last week, and right, that's continued. Playoff odds for the Brewers have increased. They're giving them an eighty-two point four percent chance right now to make the postseason, three percent chance to win the World Series. So, what do you think about that? Pretty cool. The leaders in WAR. So right now it's Willie Adamas, point six WAR, Freddie Peralta, point six. Brian Anderson, 0.5 war. Brandon Woodruff, 0.5. Joey Weimer, 0.5. Garrett Mitchell, 0.5. This might surprise you. Christian Yelch at 0.4, along with Bryce Terrain. There you go. There are your war leaders. No, but really, I mean, talking about who's hot, who's not to start, we know Brian Anderson's been hot. We know Garrett Mitchell's been hot. Willie Adamas. And this is this is kind of a theme. Brew preview, Justin Brenner and I talked kind of with Willie Adamas, that uncertainty with kind of his extension he and we kind of alluded to he might have one of those contract years where he's going to go absolutely berserk and he's going to get paid you know so considering how swanson got paid um he might have a career year you know he might go for 35 home runs they don't extend willie adamas we're going to be we're going to be in trouble i mean that's kind of why you know it's it's tougher to rank the brewers higher it's just at least this year it's it's just like the player like a, a a fear of them even trained to the players this year. You know, they trade Hater in a push last year. There's just that uncertainty. And I'm not too worried about, like, Corbin Burns. He's historically have has been um, a guy who needs some time, you know, in the, in the spring, spring months, and the colder weather doesn't perform as well. Um, a late starter I'm referring to. Um Right now, I mean, the leader of the staff has looked like Freddie Peralta and Brandon Woodruff. Those two together have been phenomenal. Um, Lauer's fastball velo was the story on Saturday, the game I was at. Averaging around was like 90.8. It was like one of the lowest average fastball velo averages for his time in Milwaukee, which we talked like last year's velo was up 94, 95 in some starts, and it's already down to nine. Like, I, I'm worried for Eric Lauer. I'm worried for this Brewers rotation, like the back end. Um, Miley's gonna be consistent. Not to worry. I, I Wade Miley think Brett Anderson is kind of where I'm like consistent. Maybe he's not gonna give you those great, like those really, really dominant starts, right? He's not gonna go long into games, but he'll give you those good starts. I'm worried about Lauer though. They're like they're gonna have the problem here. It's you know, with Hauser's had issues, right? I mean, when he's on the IL, it's it's gonna be like that four spot with like Lauer and Hauser. We're gonna have these issues. It's like Uncertainty um, is concerning. The Brewers have the best bullpen in baseball right now, which actually is pretty cool because um, 
thinking about it, like it's like 2018 vibes. Like there's some guys who are who are playing real or pitching really well right now. I mean, like Strzelecki's one. Um, hasn't given up a run yet. Bryce Wilson's done well this year. Talked about him. Gus Varland's been doing well. You know, Hobie Milner, Matt Bush, Joel, right, Joel Piams, um, Devin Williams, those guys mainly. And then also Javi Guerra. I mean, the whole, the whole, I just named the whole bullpen. I mean, credit, kudos to all those guys. I guess if you're looking like in terms of dominance, who's done like the best, you know, um, it's been, it, I mean, it's really been Piams. Um, although the area, he's given up a run, but the strikeout numbers have been good. Um, I mean, hits allowed. I guess it's probably Strzelecki and then Piams. Like those guys, just Strzelecki, he's gone five innings, two hits allowed. Strikeouts aren't really there, but he's really limited hard contact. So really nice to see from Strzelecki and this Brewers bullpen in general. So, And again, we know Ashby's going to be shut down for um, oh, nearly the whole year. So that's unfortunate. We're wishing Aaron Ashby the best, of course. Otherwise, this offense has actually Christian Yelch has an OPS of 105, so he's he's playing above league average right now. But the other guys is right, Anderson, Mitchell, Adamas, Terang, Weimer. Weimer's streak ends um, his hitting streak ends the start of his career at seven. Um, it was, but right, this offense has been very good. Telez has actually been a slow starter. We learned Luke Voigt on Saturday cannot be playing first base. Um, defensively, he's going to be more of a DH. I mean, defense wasn't good, um, unfortunately. So maybe that was a one game thing, but it just, he doesn't look, he doesn't look comfortable over there really. Um, so they're going to, they're going to have to use him at the DH or it's going to be, you know, it means a lot like having to play, um, play him there. Like it's going to mean a lot for like the defense really. I mean, even like think about when Corbin Burns is pitching Wade Miley guys who rely on balls and play, I say Burns Burns doesn't really, but the ground balls he induces ends up being a factor for that. So, anyways, Brewer Prediction Challenge is up. Seven games this week. West Coast trip. 840, 840, 240 Central Times. And then it was it like 840, 840. That was Thursday and Friday. And then the weekend times I'll pull up here. But I can tell you I do have the Brewers going five and two this week. I like their spot in the road trip. The, the rotation actually ends up turning over pretty nicely for the trip. It was kind of an, an influence where, right? I mean, we have Miley tonight, but then we go to Burns tomorrow and, and Woodruff to Wednesday, I believe it was. But it's going to be like just a nice turnover. Um, might get Burns in two starts this week, potentially, which would be cool. Um, I said to, really like Tuesday, Tuesday, Sunday with the stretch of games, depending on how they do it, unless they do a spot start day. Um, but I get in the last two games were 305, 310 Saturday again, Jackie Robinson days. So um, that's 305 and two or 310 Saturday, Sunday games in San Diego. It should be a fun series. I do have Bruce Wayne three on the four in, in San Diego. They played well in San Diego over these last few years, which again, I don't know what, how you want to take that into account, but, also, the Padres haven't necessarily like they've been this dominant team this year, like what Tampa's done. Um, just you know, I like how the Brewers have started, and I hope to keep the hot month of April continuing. Um, they luckily have had it. Like we're like when the bats um, go cold, the pitchy, the the like Saturday, for example, 
right? Lauer's start was not that well. Did not go well at all, but the bullpen pitched very well. Um, so hope I, I'm just afraid, you know, in this Di- Diamondback series, uh, we're going to see some of their best starters. We're going to see Zach Gow and Merrill Kelly, those guys. So I'm afraid the Brewers offense could go cold this week, but I'm, I'm optimistic. And I believe, you know, I'll take a five and two week N- next week. That will be fun. Um, three game series against Seattle, three games against Boston at home. So looking forward to that. Um, just wanted to highlight those upcoming games for the Brewers. And again, playoff playoff odds are looking good for them. Um, Yelch, it's his first home run yesterday. So that was cool to see. Um, otherwise, I mean, we're, we're, we're waiting on like guys like Sal Freelick, um, which I'm wondering when will that happen and how will that happen? Like Tyrone Taylor is going to be coming back soon, but like Freelick looks more than ready. And I think Freelick is a more intriguing prospect even than like even than Weimer, but I mean, Weimer's played very well. So not to discredit Weimer at all. He's been, he gives me again, Corey Hart vibes. I've talked about that before on here on the show, but really hope they can, they find a spot for Freelich because, you know, they, they need, they'll have to because how, how well he's done in the minors so far. And then of course, when Jackson Churio gets, gets up, they, the Brewers have a good problem. It's a lot, it's a lot of this depth, which I mean, I remember talking about in 2021, even with Jackie Bradley Jr., it was, you know, they had five or six outfielders. They had three spots. Worked out well. They were able to utilize guys. Bradley Jr. has a tough year and end up moving more into a bench role, and that team wins the division. So need to have something like that. And, uh, you know, Bruce, um, just this series this past weekend, you know, not to not to just rattle on about things, but this series this weekend against St. Louis, was actually a really good thing for the Milwaukee Brewers where we saw that although that Cardinal team has a lot of talent offensively, I mean, that rotation is not not good. I mean, Jack Flaherty um, isn't the same player he was even four years ago. I mean, it just – and again, he's gone through some injuries, hasn't been ideal, but I mean, I wasn't too impressed from what I saw to St. Louis. They got some guys in the bullpen, right? I mean, they, they always do Gallegos. I mean, Hicks still um, – Helsley. I mean, they, they, they'll have those guys, but um, just going through kind of how their team is, you know, Adam, Adam Wainwright's last year. Um, not, not too like, you know, he's, he's topping out at 90 right now. So it's like, um, not, not too, too much concern with that, but I want to pull up kind of how their, their rotation is doing as well here. Um, but against some other guys like Jake Woodford starts, you know, Jordan Montgomery pitched well on Saturday, Michaelis, but like, I mean, I, I can't see Jordan Montgomery giving you starts like he did on Saturday consistently throughout the year. I mean, he was nearly perfect Saturday and also the Brewers struggle against left-handed pitching. So that's another thing, you know, how uh, we really don't know. That's where like guys like Montgomery and Matt's have been effective, but Michaelis hasn't done well against the Brewers historically and not sure how many years for him he's going to be going with how it's gone kind of how he is as a pitcher i'm not sure how he's going to age but i mean guys like jake woodford or like they're they're bottom of the rotations not not bruce certainly have the rotation advantage already there i mean they're three and six to start the year but i don't know like the outfield like i mean like jordan walker he's phenomenal um talented rookie this outfield isn't really that 
you know, Dylan Carlson hasn't lived up to the potential. Tyler O'Neill has had has had some issues these last few years. Um, I guess like Alec Burleson's been okay, but he's been more he was more of a bench guy. He was kind of slotted in an everyday guy now with how like international DH or right, I mean the league wide DH and such. So this team's certainly been interesting. Um Cardinals came in again being like Vegas pretty consensus favorites to win win the central, but even after a three and six start, like nine games in the year, it's already kind of gone more the Brewers way, even though Cardinals are still up there in the mix. Uh, Brewers with a division, I'm happy. You know, and I don't want to say I underestimated the team. It's just I I had them more as like one of those last two, like the last two spots for the wild card game just because of how good this the National League is this year. So that's where I was at when I've been at. I'm rooting for the Brewers. I, again, they cracked the top 10 for me this week. I started them the year at like, I had them at like 12. So like I still had them as like a playoff team, but. Moved them up to 11 last week. Have them now. You'll see in the top 10. You'll see where tomorrow or tomorrow. So check that out. But otherwise, that's all I had to discuss here again on this Monday night. And follow and check out at your sports grunt, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I have, of course, all my rankings, all those player predictions and team predictions all on there. Whether it's Instagram or TikTok or YouTube shorts, you'll find it all there. And again, I want to thank you all for listening. So that's episode of Drew's Sports Crew, the perfect podcast for you.